0: Now it's time for this. News Talks Executive Chair.
1: Thanks to Skillness Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.
0: I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Neil Hughes. He's the CEO of Asits Ireland. Neil, you're very welcome to the program. Yeah, good to see you again, Bobby. Now you too. Um it all started back in the sunny southeast, uh, Enniscorthy. Uh, your father was also an accountant, so I think maybe there wasn't much doubt as about what you were going to do.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would have joined my dad in practice uh, back in 1997. This yeah. is, I was 24, 25 years old at the time. You know, just finished training in Dublin, and um, I mean, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. You know, I was all of a sudden partner in an accountancy practice with yeah. my dad. Um, but listen, I'd made every mistake in the book by the time I was 27, 28, um, which I think was great training. So it was something I must say I learned from that was, if you can trust people, even when they're young, you know, just give them the. Freedom and give them the right yeah. to, to go off. And, you
0: when, when you went, you, you studied uh, accounting and finance at DCU. Then you went and uh, did your chartered accountancy. I think you were qualified in 1995. Mm-hmm. When did you work with Cooney Carey, Was that just after that? That was the training,
1: so I would have trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in This would have been back in say the early 90s. Yeah, and back in the restructuring days. I don't know if you remember this, Bobby. What it was like back in the in the early 90s, but this was, I suppose, when examinership was introduced in Ireland. Back, you know, when a lot of those big ticket cases would have been happening. So this would have been a training ground for me, I guess, yeah. in terms of what happened then, say, over the last 12, 15 years. Um, it was a really good, really valuable training I would have got with Martin Ferris and and the guys in Cooney
0: Carey. Yeah, and uh, so were you then arriving back into the Elfell as practice saying we're going to do things differently here? Well, what, and did you have a different vision to him? Well, or the was plan, it?
1: well for, from my perspective, at that stage, I suppose I, was, I figured my future was in Dublin, you know, so yeah. I, I said, OK, what I should do is Let's see. Can we replicate some of the growth and success that my dad had had in the Wexford market? Yeah. Um, in Dublin, so I would have set up the Dublin office, and then, thanks be to God, you know, we we would have grown steadily then over over the years with a couple of mergers along the way, um, to the point where now we're, you know, just I suppose in the last few weeks, when we received the proposition from assets in the UK, we had built to about a hundred people. Um, so,
0: just again for our listeners, so you were Baker Tilly, yeah. Uh, again. Uh, a good size accounting firm uh, largely I suppose associated with SMEs or uh, medium
1: sized business certainly Yeah that would be true so yeah. absolutely Bobby and we, we that's in our DNA you know our, our core skill set is understanding the needs of an SME business you Yeah, know, all of the all of the different requirements and SMEs let's face it Bobby as, as we all know SME businesses have had it tough in the last 12-15 years you know apart from the the collapse back whatever the banking collapse banking and availability of credit contracting over the last few years and then they're hit just as things look like they're stabilising. They're hit with the pandemic and then they're hit with the war and inflation. I mean, you'd have to say bravo to yeah. SMEs have been trading in the last 15 years. So um, that, just understanding those needs and, and recognising the fact that they... They deserve the same sort of services that big companies can avail of all day long. Yeah, that was um, something we were focusing on when we were Baker Tilly, and when we received the the proposition from Assets.
0: And is there They're, ever a is there ever a challenge around you know when you when you embrace the SME, they they can't pay the fees that the big four and all that you know demand. In other words, if you work in the SME environment, mm-hmm. your fee income is going to be limited, so you're going to have to work with more SMEs.
1: To, Bobby, to make it all it has been It has been the success of our SME clients that has made our firm a success. Yeah. So it is, you know, there's a conundrum at the minute the government are always grappling with about the over-reliance on, you know, five or six huge multinational corporations. So it's perfectly obvious to me that the answer to that conundrum is that the government gets in and supports SMEs to become the next great medium-sized, the next great large-sized Irish indigenous companies. Yeah. So that we don't have that over-reliance so therefore, the, the focus really has to be on growth. It has to be on growing quality SME businesses yeah. and giving them the services that they need um, because then you're going to have a world-class multinational sector side-by-side side then with a world-class indigenous SME sector. Um, and I think that's the answer to that. It just seems obvious to me.
0: You you mentioned the pandemic there, Neil, and you mentioned, you know, the challenges that SMEs, and, and rightly so, have had to just to almost to just to stay going. Yeah. Um, when you talk about all the warehouse debt, um, we look down the road now, that's been kicked out another few months. Is there going to be um, an avalanche of insolvencies around warehouse debt that won't be paid back?
1: Yeah, th- there's going to be significant challenges, no question about it. And, and when do you see we, that happening? Well, it's happening even as we speak. You know, So we, we have seen that with, in our own business we have a focus on the SCARP process. I don't know if you've heard of it. This, I have, this yeah. small yeah, company yeah. rescue process. And we've found this to be tremendously uh, effective, you know, in fairness. And the So, just to explain again for listeners
0: yeah. that the SCARP process is effectively its examinership light. Am I right in saying yeah, that? It's, in that it's an no,
1: affordable solution. Yeah, there's no court solution. Involved. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, the intention of it is that it's a small company administered rescue process or SCARP. And the intention is that SME businesses can avail of the type of restructuring which may be traditionally. And, and what
0: then, sort of numbers have availed of it so far? Only
1: about 30 to 40, I would say. We have done 15 or 20 in our office of the SCARP so far. Okay. But we have seen tremendous support from creditors, for example, who are buying into it. The revenue commissioners have been tremendously supportive in terms of supporting schemes, even if there's only low, very low dividends, nominal dividends in some cases. They've been voting in favour of schemes. And, you know, you have to give, to give them credit for that. Um, and I think that that is, that is the answer. That is the hope that a lot of SME businesses need because yeah. there are people maybe people listening to this interview and they'd be thinking how do I how do I ever get out of this couple of hundred grand of creditors it might be it might be a half a million they say there's no way I can ever pay this back mm-hmm. and so to you know it's I think for us say for involved like you are saying the media it's a it's really positive to actually give a bit of hope to people that there are options there for them and we've seen it in practice we've seen it working and and um, I don't see the avalanche. I, I, I think it's, there's going to be a very steady stream over the next two, three years. I heard but
0: figures around of warehouse debt of almost a couple of
1: billion. A couple of billion, yeah.
0: Which is. is a big number. You know, when we talk about, you know, the billions in corporation tax and all that, that's a sizable chunk of it has to go against that.
1: Yeah, a lot of it is, is not going to come back. Yeah. Like, that's the reality. A lot of that is just it's not capable. The businesses, they closed to keep the rest of us safe. They closed down, okay, and they they took the hit. Talking about hospitality, talking about restaurants yeah. and cafes and whatever. They took the hit so that the rest of us would remain safe. And they now find themselves in a scenario where they they just can't pay that back. And those those companies are candidates. Those If they're good, viable enterprises, if they can provide employment going forward, they deserve a second chance. You know, it's one of the EU, fundamental freedoms of the EU since the new directive came in. That businesses, you know, good viable businesses, they deserve a second chance. You know, this idea of second chance insolvency, yeah, yeah, it's more like the American model, uh, more, more than the sort of Victorian model that we would have had for many years, here. yeah. Uh, so yeah, but look, that's in that's, kind of, I suppose, one of the day jobs we have in, yeah. in as It's Ireland, and uh, it's something we're quite passionate about.
0: And as an accountant, you know, if you operate in that space as you did for a long number of years, do you? Do you sometimes get pigeonholed in that area that you're seen as the insolvency guy, or you I suppose, know yeah, that, I, uh, I
1: would maybe I would. I mean, like, listen, our, our our success has been built on the work of, of not just in terms of restructuring, but the work of my partners, yeah, uh, over the years as we've built the business uh, across the board in terms of services that SME businesses would need, audit tax, and and also the specialist services like, for example, EIS would be known and strong in that and you know a lot of the consulting areas corporate governance corporate finance so we cover a lot of bases in that regard so personally my day job always has been restructuring in yeah. addition to running the, the firm um, it's going to be continue I intend to continue that I, I love what I do in yeah. terms of business rescue and I'll tell you what, what happens Bobby typically at the end of a, a restructure there's a town hall typically at the start and there's a town hall at the end uh, and this is where you're calling all the people of the business together do you know what I mean yeah. this is the bit by the way that the you know the cameras are never in the room in this sort of situation. Do you know what I mean? These are I the, do, yeah. the stories that that just don't get told about.
0: And the, if you if you put if you and again I, 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 I you obviously in your world you're dealing with people who are probably in a not in a good place. Absolutely. Yeah. You know when they approach you, their business is about to go or gone. Yeah. That's and right. then you're there. So if if you can come up with a solution, uh, in other words, if you can if if you if the process ends. The more, more likely they're going to be in a better place. Than a better they were place. when They'll they
1: keep their jobs, you know. Yeah. And even even if there's new shareholders in or whatever else, at least the person they have their jobs. But the people you're talking about in terms of a town hall, all of the the people, the employees, they have to go home and explain to their, you know, wife or husband at home whether their mortgage is going to get paid at the end of that month. You know, yeah. there's a huge amount at stake in terms of that world of restructuring. Yeah, and we have to get it right as a country. We have to get it right. You know, we have to try and save the viable businesses that are there. At the the American economy is way better at this. You know, typically nearly a quarter of all businesses that get into difficulty will go through restructuring and come out the far end. This whereas is chapter Ireland, 11 and that type of stuff? 11, whereas in Ireland the, the numbers are in the low, you know, single digits. And why is that? There's a mindset shift needed. It's part of exactly why we've become assets Ireland. There's a lack of awareness amongst a lot of SMEs about those sorts of niche services. There's no national firm of scale operating and giving those sorts of services in regional locations, for example, you know, there are, there's, there's big firms, you know, they tend to be focused with the big urban areas, you know, whereas what, what we want to do in Assets Ireland is we want to say, look, SME businesses around the country, they deserve the exact same bounce of the ball as big companies if they're in Dublin or Cork or wherever. Tell us a little
0: bit about Assets Ireland. Uh, uh, obviously, it's a it's a relatively new entry. Absolutely, they acquired Baker Tilly. That's right. Uh, so, who are they? What are you going
1: to do? Well, Assets is the number one firm in the UK yeah. uh, outside the Big Six. Yeah. The number one firm focusing on uh, SMEs. So, very strong across the UK and the Nordics. Seven hundred million turnover business, um, and they came in and they made us a proposition that something that's never happened before actually in the Irish market, whereby there would be a national firm of scale focused on. The needs of SMEs, um, and they asked us to be the platform for that, and to grow to grow exponentially in the next two or three years. And Bobby was a, a proposition because, because they were they were saying all the same things as we've been saying for many years in terms of the, you know, the the importance of the SME to to the Irish economy. They were really singing to the choir, like they had our attention. I can tell you. So yeah. we were delighted to to join up with them, and um, we're really excited about the next. Well I think it's one. great
0: and I think the focus the focus the, the micro focus on SMEs is fantastic we're certainly big champions of the SME on this programme so Neil Hughes CEO of As It's Ireland we wish you well and we wish you well in the world of the SME keep doing what you're doing as they say and thanks for joining us today Thanks a lot Bobby And I'm afraid that's all we got time for today folks a huge thanks as always to our series producer uh, John Fardy Simon Keane produced today uh, thanks also uh, to Peter Malloy who was on Sound Uh, Stay tuned for all the sport. We're off the ball and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. News Talk's Executive Chair.
1: Thanks to SkillNet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.